This is your emergency broadcast system. It's time for the hashtag Biz with the Beer podcast. Business as you've never heard before. This is an ACS executive production. Now, belt up and shut up. It's going to be one bumpy flipping ride. May God be with you all. Welcome to the podcast that is authentic, shameless, unapologetic, and raw. This is another episode of the Hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast. Business as you've never heard before. I am your host, the man who will never see his chin again. I am the Beard, Kerfee Smith. I know that, dude. And joining me today is a woman who has no beard, but we will give her a pass anyway because she is one of the few people that is awesome without one. Exactly what he just said. She is the head of global marketing from SEM Rush. She and her team has built one of the strongest international communities in the online marketing industry. How good is she? In 2016, she mainly focused on tapping into new markets, and their year-over-year average revenue growth from top 10 new markets was greater than 90%. My kind of team, Charlie. It's my kind of team. She is off. She is also a frequent and featured speaker at leading industry conferences such as SMX, PubCon, and Brightson's SEO. Additionally, she is also a judge of the UK Social Media Communication Awards. And lastly, she was recognized in 2018 as one of the top 25 women in digital marketing. I am pleased to have on the hashtag Biz with Beard podcast a graduate from St. Petersburg State University of Economics, my good friend, <laughs> and first guest from Russia, cat lover. And self-proclaimed <laughs> best damn cheesecake maker in the world, the head of global marketing from SEM Rush, world-renowned Miss Olga Adrenko. Welcome to the Hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast. Thank you so much. Well, what a description. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do a little research on you in advance and uh, see what I can drum up. Uh, so how are things over in Russia this evening? Uh, things are great. Um, I, uh, I'm enjoying uh, the... Good weather, but from uh, the apartment. So, and uh, yeah, just uh, spending my fourth, I guess, or fifth week of isolation. So, uh, but yeah, having the energy and uh, learning a lot during uh, this uh, time. So, yeah, uh, getting the most out of it. Bought the treadmill. Um, so, um, hey, good for yeah, you. doing <laughs> Yeah. Good for you. Yes. So, have you been taking advantage of uh, getting a little bit healthier? Or? Yeah, yeah, I watched a movie. I walked 11,000 steps. So nice. Uh, what was good. the movie? Yeah. It was the um, something about the wallflower. So the perks of being wallflower. Okay, okay. So you're on the hashtag Biz with Beard podcast. Tell me what is your fe- personal feelings towards beards? And are they perceived differently in the Russian workforce as they have been here in the U.S.? <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. I love beards and uh, I actually, I have never seen my dad without one. Uh, So I think that set the certain standard in my life. Your dad's a great (laughs) man then. I love that. (laughs) Uh, Do you know that one of the many benefits of having a beard is that just by stroking it, you increase your concentration, cognitive abilities and coolness? Oh, I never heard that. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't wouldn't help me, but... uh... Uh, well, yeah. in my opinion, that makes it, it should be mandatory in all company dress code policies. You know, so that's what <laughs> I think. So, I see you are a cat lover. 
Yes. So tell me how bad is it? Are you one of those people or not? Um, when I say one I'm, of those people, how many cats do you have? Now zero. Um, no. I, yeah, I, I was traveling so much uh, that I had to give my cat to my parents. So now they are cat lovers and I'm, I'm not. I just, uh, yeah, I, I visit, but I'm, I'm bad mother. Okay. <laughs> well, I got one other question for you. Cause again, I was digging into your, uh, history. You're a self-proclaimed cheesecake maker. Yes. How do you know you're the best? People tell me so. <laughs> so you take their opinions? I yeah I was gather, gathering friends every month um, and well there was like twenty or twenty five people and I was baking the cheesecake and um, yeah my my assumption was that they only were coming for the cheesecake so I <laughs> not you just the cheesecake huh yes yeah <laughs> so is that the only thing you're good at I mean I, I, your resume your resume so far reads global marketing director cat lady cheesecake maker I have a feeling you're either making this up or if we keep diving deeper we can find some <laughs> fun and interesting things about you uh the next thing you'll probably tell me is you're a filmmaker or something so what else are you I good did, at? I, yeah i did one movie in my life when i was 21 i uh i filmed a movie with two of my friends uh for my best friend's birthday and i show i rented the movie theater and i showed that i gathered his friends um and then it was dark when he arrived and uh for the one hour we were watching movie uh with every person in his life um sharing some well um uh stories and we have like it like a tv channel with uh four programs like news and uh yeah um and uh, yeah so i did a movie my short That's story cool. was it so it was a long <laughs> speaking part or um it was um yeah, it was, well, um, I don't know how to, um, it, it, he was not there, uh, okay. and, and everybody else were speaking. So there was, um, he was a musician. So there was, um, a story of him becoming a musician and uh, there was just a news channel with two of our friends. And also there was a story of his two school uh, friends that he hasn't seen for 10 years, um, guessing, uh, information about him and uh one of the uh things they could do was to call him and ask for the answer and they haven't called him for 10 years and suddenly they call him and ask what sneakers that he was he was wearing oh. so it was it was very funny yeah, that, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah that was the that was the movie but uh yeah it was a complete surprise and um yeah i think i consider that one of my top accomplishments in That's... life that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been uh, in a couple TV shows and movies myself. Tell me that you're special. Unfortunately, none of them are speaking roles. If you <laughs> if you watch any of the shows or you have to look quickly, if you blink, you might miss me. So I'm one of those okay. guys that like walks behind somebody or sitting at the bar. But uh, <laughs> but I've been in uh, like Ozark and uh, the Cobra Kai oh. TV series and uh, you know, a couple other TV shows as well. So uh, but yeah, that's just all for fun. So I think we're going to play a game at the end of the show called Get to Know Olga, because okay. based on what we have spoken about so far, I know there's so much more to you, and I, I, I'm just really you know into it. Is that all right with you? Yes, absolutely. Right. So since you agreed to that, let's just get into your expertise, if that's all right. Yeah. So tell me about SEM Rush and when and how it started to what it is today, a global economy, or sorry, a global company in four countries and the world's leading competitive research service for online marketing handling clients like 
hpbooking.com and eBay? Um, it started actually as an internal tool. So they were um, the founders, two co-founders. They were, uh, they had several projects, and they were using um, SEMrush as an internal help for understanding how competitors um, rank and what ads they place. And uh, then they started getting requests from the friends of. Well, um, and well, they opened the tool up and then they just saw that uh, traffic was uh, higher than for um, and interest was higher than for their other products. And then ultimately they focused on uh, SEMrush and um, we started marketing, uh, well, active marketing six uh, or seven years ago. That's where I joined. Okay. And uh, what was your role then? Uh, I was social media marketing manager. So it's uh, I had a really funny story about uh, uh, joining the team because I well, well I I, um, I already quit my previous uh, job and I was um, and I just I thought that I'll just get rest for a while and go on holiday and uh, but I was um, studying social media marketing um, and uh, there was the webinar. When uh, an expert from Ireland, he was um, yeah he was uh, sharing a lot of tools, and uh, he said, okay, this is not a social media marketing tool, but you can definitely well you can type in your uh, competitive key, competitors domain, and then you can see the keywords that they're ranking for, and from that you can create content uh, for social media or for website, and uh, I was. Um, I was so surprised that uh, the tools well, like this existed. So I uh, just stopped the webinar and I went to check the website and I was just uh, amazed. And uh, yeah. then, then I realized that I saw the logo somewhere and it was a recruitment website. And I thought that whatever um, well, um, representative office they have in my city, I would apply for whatever job they have if I, well, if that fits their requirements. And uh, they had social media marketing manager job. And I was um, uh, marketing and sales director at that time. And I just, uh, yeah, I just uh, wrote them, guys, you're so awesome. I want to work for you. So that was the most informal wow. cover letter. And uh, yeah, within two days, uh, they invited me. And uh, um, already within a week, I was a part of a team. And I tweeted the expert uh, saying that you showed SEM Russia your webinar. And uh, I uh, I was invited to the interview. And uh he and he said, "Okay, well, I'll check it out." Um, and he he only had a free account, and uh, he asked my boss at that time uh, whether he could have right. a free account. So, in my first day, he got the complimentary access, and six and a half years later, he still has that access. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Look at you now. It's just, it, it, wow. You know, we could probably do a hundred shows at least on digital marketing. And actually, if I look at the SEM Rush website, you're so much more than an SEO company now. Um, so as I look this over, we probably could do 200 plus shows. Man, there's a lot <laughs> here. So let's just start at the beginning. Where the hell do I start and where shouldn't I start with digital marketing? What is the biggest mistakes people slash businesses make when getting started? Um, I think everyone's concerned about new clients and uh, they do not focus uh, on the um, on the existing clients and what challenges they face and where they came from. 
Um, so the quick win actually would be look more into your um, well in reten well, retention actually is uh, not the easier job, but I think it just brings result uh, so more quicker. retention and expansion, right? Going for the um, low, low yeah. hanging fruit is what they say, right? Um, yes, and also look at um, yeah, just interview your clients and then see you uh, where they actually found you. And if especially if you're small, right? So if if uh, that's well, if that's a big company, well, if you if we interview a few people, then it won't give us a really clear view, and we need analytics uh, tools for that. But uh, for smaller businesses, then you can just uh, quickly track. Um, your most profitable channels and then you can double down on them um and then that that's how you would attract the uh new clients but yeah so i would say that retention campaigns um are very important and that's a quick win and um yeah and i would say that what people also miss is um that they um do not understand the channels properly so let's say mm -hmm. The most important channels are, well, now search, uh, people use ads, and then social media. So these are three components of um, every um, marketing strategy now, uh, more or less. Well, and, uh, so if, for, if you want to have the free traffic to your website, then you need to write content. And uh, Google now, uh, well, SEO or organic search traffic uh, now um, constitutes for like 50% or even higher percent of all the traffic coming to the website. So that's one of the most, um, the strongest traffic drivers. So SEO is a must. And then the content that you write for the website right. is important. And what's overlooked that, um, I'll give an easy example. So let's say it's a real estate company in Boston and what they would have on the website is a bad, best apartments in Boston. And uh, when the um, when the family would be uh, uh, searching for the apartment, they would not. Well, if they just search best apartments in Boston, they will have a lot of similar websites. So they probably would be investigating uh, best uh, park, well, best areas with uh, with parks or uh, best schools, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. they would be deciding uh, based on their intent and based on their current situation so um, in that case companies will be um, shouting to websites me 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 but this will be nothing about the uh, well users that they're targeting so I would say um, it's really crucial now to go one step higher in the funnel think about the content that uh, people are searching for uh, not about the company but about the problem and right. uh, and create content about that the problem. Well, with the, yeah. yeah with the answers yes because that's where the value is right other than that it's just all spam correct yeah yeah and I won't trust the website if they only talk well I, they need to solve my problem and that only comes with the content it could be in video format it could be in pictures it uh, it could be in text but I still need a solution I'm not searching for I rarely am searching for certain brand and if I did then they did something really right early on uh, and they solved my problems already if I know the brand right. Well, and that's just, you know, that's basic. I mean, it comes down to basic sales, right? It, people yeah. buy when you can solve a problem, right? And you get it to them quicker, and it's proven process or product. It's simple. It's those three things, and you're exactly right. In social media marketing and digital marketing, it's, it's no different. I think so many people say or feel, I need to be on social media because everyone else is, and we miss out on customers. And, well, I think that's true. 
that the process is very elementary and the truth is that just being on social media is not going to bring you customers and as you made mention right there, there's other steps and very careful steps you need to take you need to find your ideal customers and those just don't happen by being on social media you have to have seo involved with it um so talk to me then about the term churn rate what is it for the, for those who don't know and what should I expect and why? And what I'm trying to get at is if you start hiring a company like yours or any other digital marketing companies, tell me about churn rate. Is it going to be really high at the beginning or does it take some time? Um, so, uh, I think yeah. you know where uh, I'm going with this, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I uh, churn rate is um, um, the rate of customers that, um, left you. So it's, well, let's say that you had, um, a hundred, well, a hundred customers in the first month. Uh, and then, uh, in the first month after first month, only, uh, well, uh, 90, well, that's a good, that's a good situation to have. So <laughs> nine, you <laughs> only 10 left. And, right. uh, then, uh, um, and then, um, in the second month, then some, well, 10 more left. And then, so basically you just, uh, churn rate is the percentage of, uh, um, yeah, is the, um, customers that you lose, um, well, compared to the customers that you retain. And so that's this share and, uh, it's, uh, always calculated, uh, for certain months and a certain period, uh, of time, or uh, we calculate it for month. And, um, what I actually, so, um, I would suggest not, um, being so overly focused on the churn rate for a certain, well, for first or second month. So that's what I don't look at. And, uh, the reason is simple. Um, if we want to attract new audiences, we ultimately, well, we increase our budgets and we cover, uh, more people. Right. So with a wider audience, uh, the, um, there are people who just happen to be um, in the advertising campaign. They visited our website, they liked something, they bought, but then they understood that it's completely, well, it doesn't serve their needs. Mm -hmm. And um, then they left. So um, if you increase the marketing campaigns, if you increase the budgets, if you advertise more and you cover more audiences, then it's likely that you will have the higher churn rate in the first month. But that's not, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say that uh, it's, um, uh, it's, it should be bothering you because uh, it means that they were just not your people that they tested mm -hmm. and tried and, uh, uh, they left if, if you have a really high churn rate and then, well, and then nothing has changed and, um, you haven't invested more and then you haven't covered new audiences, then, um, higher churn rate should signal a problem. But, um, if companies are growing and it's investing more then uh, it's absolutely fine. You just should expect people to try and just leave. It's important to understand the questions, so we well, the reasons why they left, um, and we ask questions to so our customer success. Um, when the customer cancels the subscription, then we do ask, uh, and and uh, there's a drop down menu uh, for them to uh, well to list uh, the most like frequent reason. Um, and that's how we gather the intelligence of what's, uh, what's wrong. But in a lot of ways, then it just, uh, 
uh, that they were in, for example, on a certain project uh, for a few months, and then they just, um, yeah, they just um, not working on that anymore. And um, that's a, that's a really okay reason. And um, yeah, and some they just uh, felt that was not for us, for for them. So um, right. yeah, if if uh, if customer leaves on the third month that's a problem and especially if the customer leaves after six, six uh, months that's a huge problem because um they already well they've used you for a long time that's a loyal customer and uh, losing a loyal customer is uh, painful and that's why third in six months uh, that's what we look at okay so what other key performance indicators kpis are you looking at and are most important around like churn rate but besides churn rate customer acquisition retention are there any others that i need to be looking uh, at yeah yes so we look at uh, monthly recurring revenue it's called mrr and uh it's not only the um it's not only the um revenue that we got on this month so let's say we That's sold you acquired it's you know um, reoccurring every month after that with the same client correct uh, yeah, so let's say we close the deal for two, 12 months and uh, that would be attributed not only to this month, so that would be just divided by month. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's just uh, more, um, well, that just more well detail and accurate uh, compared to just uh, revenue numbers and number of sales. Um, so that's what we look at and uh, we look at um, annual um, recurring revenue. And um, we also look at, um, um, so we have an attribution model, um, we use Markov chain. Um, and uh, so that's, well, we have, there is a lot of touch points uh, for when the customer just well, um, discovers about us, that they uh, come from, um, well, they come from referral uh, or they come from ads. So mm -hmm. we just um, understand where the first touch point happened and uh, then uh, whether they subscribed to the email and they clicked something on the email or they attended the webinar and then uh, those all of those um, uh, channels they are in the attribution model and uh, then we see the uh, revenue per channel so this is what I also look at so how my channels are performing and uh, well I look at the trend always so I don't really, um, yeah, if the trend is going up and then the year over year growth uh, is there and uh, well, month over month, it can, well, it can be different because uh, quarter, well, second quarter and then fourth quarter, they could be completely different. And well, because of the, um, yeah, there is some seasonality, it's going away, but still uh, there's some month, for example, in the summer, uh, Spain and Italy would it be completely well they're just not um, working uh, in August so uh, month over month doesn't always work but year over year growth definitely is something that I look at well there's a term called gamification and it's kind of a buzzword yes. yeah and, and a lot of small business many small businesses don't know exactly what this is so tell us about gamification as an online marketing technique to encourage engagement with a product or service? Um, so gamification is just, uh, um, well, an engaging way to, um, yeah, engage, well, it's it's a way to engage 
customers um, in a fun and easy way. Um, and um, well, everybody likes games, well, just di different ones. But um, this is, um, yeah, this is a certain well engagement. Um, Can you give me like an example? Yeah. So what we did a couple of uh, them and uh, one was really funny. So I started uh, my recommendations on like, look at the retention and not the acquisition. I learned it the hard way. Uh, so I, uh, we created a really, um, we thought it was a nice campaign uh, with a new uh, book by the SEO author. And we thought, okay, if we um, encourage people to upgrade, um, mm -hmm. it was still for existing customers, but it was just for, yeah, for them to spend more money with us. And uh, if they uh, were upgrading with, uh, um, so you, well, if they were upgrading, they will get the book. And um, the book was around like twenty dollars, and then we somehow wanted them to upgrade for a hundred dollars. This was—I uh, don't know how we did the math, but it would—it didn't work. Uh, but what we actually um, we got our um, customers who were on a higher plan because we were, and then they said, "Okay, well, guys, I'm already using uh, the um, well your higher subscription." Right. Um, how can I get the book so I don't have to pay anything? And then we thought um, that we actually will in, um, will encourage them to use our tools more. And we have uh, five new tools um, launched. So we send an email uh, to them. And uh, the email had uh, um, the message like sign, uh, well, set up five new tools and get the book. Okay. And uh, they had to click and then go to the tool and set it up. And then after they set up five tools, they received another email um, that looked exactly like the first one. But there was an animated uh, safe and it opened up and there was a book. So I clicked on the safe and then got the PDF. And um, so the open rate on this email was insanely high. It was 48%. Oh, wow. And then we... we um, and so 700 people set up the projects um, awesome. out of out of 4,000 that we picked to send this um, um, yeah this email to and uh, so the the yeah so how it it was really easy so it was a simple game of just going to five tools and setting it up and uh, it was like a quest um, and it worked really well so That's people. Cool. Yeah, people discovered about the tool, uh, but the thing is that why it was successful because the book uh, title matched those tools uh, perfectly. So it was SEO help, uh, the name of the book, and we um, encouraged them to only set up site audit, backlink audit, so all of the core SEO tools. So that that was that's that that was a perfect match. We did a similar campaign for Italy. And the book was just about digital marketing and it didn't really work because um, people didn't understand their connection. Yeah. Well, let's talk about voice technology because that's on the rise. And I would say most businesses haven't even scratched the surface when it comes to voice search strategies. Um, in fact, it's actually changing SEO strategies, is it not? And how yes. is it that and what should businesses be doing now to get ahead of the curve that will put them at the advantage over the competition? Um, I would say that, um, the most important thing is, uh, the proper content and well, um, 
So uh, voice uh, search queries, they are questions. And uh, well, we at SEMrush, we provide the specific filter uh, mm-hmm. that help um, users um, understand what questions people ask within a certain topic. So these uh, keywords, um, they, they are six or seven word long. Uh, and they start with how or is it or what. So they're all informational queries. Mm-hmm. And um, I would suggest maybe the simple ways to ensure that your FAQ um, page has this uh, questions answered. Mm-hmm. And um, also ensure that we analyzed uh, 20,000 voice search queries. And what Google gives is the, uh, is the paragraph of 40 to 42 words. So if you answer these popular questions, then ensure that your answer is uh, within 40 or 42 words. And we, we cannot guarantee that uh, there are a lot more um things uh that you need to do but uh one is definitely well this uh certain question queries then it's a short paragraph and then uh page speed so google um chooses websites that are fastest and uh this was one of the most important ranking factors that we've analyzed and i don't know i couldn't explain it so i i well google has cached results well they, they just they don't give the results real time they have every well serp um search engine result page um i don't know maybe they actually uh, need the fastest right. uh, loading website to give the newest query as fast as possible. So that was my explanation. But basically, <laughs> they really favor uh, the the quick loading results. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that makes sense. So besides voice technology, what are the best growth opportunities, uh, technology and tool in in 2020 and 2021 that are going to be out there? Um, videos, I would say, and yeah, uh, videos definitely. And yeah, so videos. Um, uh, well, you can not only leverage the YouTube, you also can optimize uh, videos, and they could also be seen in search. And the benefit of the videos is that um, well, Google shows them on the first page, and they have a separate tab for the videos, so you have a lot more. Um, opportunity and visibility there and now even for voice queries so what i've seen is that when uh, the question is answered then google understands the video so well that sometimes they take the answer from the middle of the video Hmm. and then they start reading out Um, so it's just all connected now Uh, but definitely video is video works for social media it works for search Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, and also, well, the podcasting is on the rise and, uh, well, and I would, (laughs) I would suggest, uh, also, well, if you can combine somehow the video and, uh, also the, uh, audio formats, that's, that's great. So you're absolutely right there because, uh, you know, all the social media platforms, the algorithms push out videos more than they do just a normal post. And I can sit there and I'll do a post. Actually, I did one yesterday and, uh. It was actually a shared post from the actual platform. So LinkedIn isn't going to show that as much as because they don't want people to leave their page, right? They want to keep it on there. So I'll do yeah. another one. 
And if I just do a regular one, I'll have a, I'll have a bunch of likes and, and uh, some shares. But if I would just, uh, you know, save the the picture as or the image as a video and put some music behind it, that thing just skyrockets. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then if I actually had a real video behind it, it's, it does it even more. So uh, I don't think people quite get that, but it, I, you know, I've seen it just by personally testing it myself. And so that's what we always recommend as well. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you mentioned LinkedIn. I would really suggest, um, well, I recommend looking at LinkedIn more uh, because that's the uh, we see the highest traffic increase uh, organically from like social media channels and it comes mm -hmm. from LinkedIn. That's like funny because I've been on LinkedIn, geez, forever <laughs> at the beginning. And I used to use it to uh, uh, curate data myself to try to get into um you know, decision makers when I was in sales and, uh, you know, a lot of people told me, oh, you're wasting your time. But, you know, they're like, well, how are you getting all these appointments with these executives? And I said, well, all their information's right there. It's really easy. I just bypass the uh, gatekeeper by going through that. And this was, geez, probably 15 years ago that I started. I mean, I was at the very yeah. beginning. And uh, now it's like funny because everybody's on it and it's actually a huge platform. So, um, I think automation scares a lot of people, especially small businesses. How does Olga handle this fear and get clients to <laughs> jump on board? Uh, what expectations do you set up for them as far as costs, timing, results? Uh, automation is not my strongest suit. And <laughs> uh, well, we do we do use it uh, with um, email flows, uh, mm -hmm. where um, well, especially with the welcome channel, well, welcome welcome funnel. Uh, when just um, the user just subscribes, uh, this is not um, the channel that I oversee. Uh, so, with uh, uh, what we do in social media, we schedule posts. But I wouldn't. Uh, well, it's just yeah, it's saving time, but it's not automation since we still manually choose all of the content mm -hmm. that comes out. So I think. Um, the tools are always as good, only as good as the brains using the tools are. Um, and uh, yeah, I, we don't use that much. We uh, now I use automation on uh, Monday, which is a time management tool, but that's uh, that well, time, well um, project management tool. But that's uh, that's a different. That's an internal, right. and that's also I just I just love uh, automation for the sake of saving time. Mm -hmm. And that's the precious resource that we have in the team. And uh, for some uh, um, digital marketing um, tools like email, we do use it, but uh, not in all of our marketing. Right. Well, I think one thing that scares a lot of people is, I mean, the cost, right? And the timing and the results. I mean, those are the three things that scare people because they're like, okay, I'm going to drop a bunch of money. And I'm not getting the results I want right away. And I think, you know, the expectation needs to be set up for them and say, listen, this isn't a closing, um, you know, product or service. I mean, we are going to open up doors for you and give you opportunities. But at the end of the day, you still got to make the close. I mean, on some products, that's not necessarily true. But for most businesses, I think it is. And I think disregarding it is a huge mistake because as technology continues to evolve, um, well, let's just talk about the world right now, right? I mean, nobody's yeah. going out doing B2B sales face-to-face. -face. It is gone uh, overnight. So those companies that I believe who took advantage of digital marketing and automation and, and other ways to try to attract clients to get, grab their attention um, and to have those type of conversations remotely and virtually, 
are way ahead of the game right now. And those who didn't, because they built their business this way for 40-something years, and I don't need to do this, blah, 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 <laughs> are now going, what the hell am I going to do? And guess what? When we get out of this uh, coronavirus or COVID-19 scare, the world's going to be way, way different. It is not going back to the way it was. Um, you know, I think a lot of businesses, and correct me if I'm wrong, will start to realize and look and say, wow, well, why do I need to have a 200,000 square foot headquarters and pay rent or a mortgage or what have you on that property when 75% yeah. of my workforce worked from home for the past 60, 90 days and we were just as efficient or maybe even more efficient. And so maybe I only need a 10,000 you know, square foot uh, headquarters. So if those decision makers are not in that building, you can't just walk up and have that type of conversation. You're going to have to reach them differently because they're going to be at home. And yeah, I just think, you know, it, 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 the world is going to be different. And, and if you haven't, if you haven't started thinking about it, which you should have, and uh, I don't know if you're a big Gary V fan. I like Gary. I disagree with him on a lot of things, uh, but he's been, he's been spitting this out for years saying you got to be prepared for something. And you know what? Here we are. And he's, he, he was right. Um, so yeah, I, I just think the expectation that people have is they just want that quick turnaround really fast. And they have to realize when you hire a company like yours or ours that you're, you're almost like hiring an employee, right? And you're not going to get the results in the first you know 90 days with an employee, but it's going to take some time. And that's what you got to you know, look at. It. It's not really an expense. It's a long-term investment. And if you stick to it, it will work. Would you agree or not? Yeah, I agree. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And uh, yeah, digital marketing is uh, if well, and especially well, look at those remote tools. Uh, then look at Zoom. Uh, they just they had 97% growth uh, tra from traffic uh, mm -hmm. from March to April. And this is uh, yeah, this is insane. This uh, um, so yeah, people are adopting uh, new technologies, and uh, even my parents and well, they are um, really impressed uh, with the tools that now give them the possibility to um, yeah to work online. And, um, yeah, I believe that the world will be changing a lot. And, um, yeah, time is the most precious resource. And now I'm even questioning myself, why why would I need to drive to the office and then mm -hmm. get ready? And then when I can just save um, two and a half hours altogether um, in a day and uh, do something else. So, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people just uh, started um uh, yeah, asking themselves completely different questions, and uh, in terms of digital marketing, this is where like everybody is going. So, um, yeah, restaurants now understand that deliveries are important, and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a lot of them involved in those uh, food deliveries apps. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, there's a lot of actually there's a lot of winners of the coronavirus. We're looking at e-commerce, and uh, there's definitely gym gear <laughs> is yeah. on the rise. As yeah, but there's some industries that sadly are badly affected. Um, I still believe that travel industry will uh, quickly spring back up because everybody's tired of sitting at home. Yeah. So I hope that uh, that's the right prediction and. Uh, uh, we see the growth of um, subscribers because 
uh, well, we are the two, we, uh, the subscription is just hundred to two hundred dollars. And that means that people are now searching for inexpensive, um, software still to serve their purposes. And, um, yeah, well, we are, I wouldn't say we are the winners of, uh, COVID-19, but we definitely, uh, see that the interest from, uh, the industries that are, um, growing and also the industries that are struggling, but would want to find a way to, um, survive uh, they are definitely enrolling and uh, they are eager and hungry to learn about uh, digital marketing yeah so i'm going to simplify this for everyone and you why should i hire <laughs> sem rush <laughs> what is the true value you can bring to an organization uh, i think we are the uh, tool that has the highest number of tools uh, per subscription so it's over 40 different tools for content for seo for advertising uh, we have traffic analytics and um, and also pr tools and social media posting and, and uh, also analytics that all uh, would cost a company like 200 dollars plus well traffic analytics is extra right. but um everything else like seo advertising social media and content uh we also have the uh not even uh content and then analytics but you can analyze the key keyword right. and we'll give you the suggestions on how to what content to write and you can write it within sem rush and we'll be analyzing the content in real time tone of voice readability seo and then we give you the keywords so it's just uh, for content writers it's also just super super valuable so it's uh, just um, yeah allows the whole marketing team work uh, in sync have uh, same metrics and uh, build workflows and um, yeah i would say 200 dollars for that um, that's why i actually i'm with a company for six and a half years and i still believe in the product and uh, right. If I don't know, well, if that's not cheap, I don't know <laughs> what is. Yeah, and um, I uh, make my team, well, use it every day. Um, and we are the most important customer. Like market, SEM Rush marketing team is the customer of SEM Rush. And um, yeah, we improve the tool ourselves. And um, yeah, we are the biggest users. Well, let me, so, I, I mean, I still don't know, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Good pitch, but I have no experience and everything mm -hmm. you're speaking to me about, you could be speaking in your own language and I still don't get it. Yep. So help me and my people understand what we'll be looking at. I think the question I'm asking is, do you have any education tools to help me understand what I'm looking at and what to expect? Uh, yeah, the education tools for sure. We have, we actually have a vision of uh, helping 1 billion marketers. And uh, that means that we need to grow marketers and not the customers. Wow. And uh, we vision. have- I like that. <laughs> we have an academy uh, that has free courses with industry leaders. So now Did there's- you say free? Free, yeah. Nice. Free, there were, yeah, so it's I not- like uh, um, Yeah, they were always free. And that's, I think, our, um, um, yeah, our part of our vision. So it's uh, SEO courses, content courses, advertising courses, and social media courses where we um, help um, people understand marketing from from zero, and uh, they also can get certified. So that uh, would help students or people that are super new. Um, 
and that they even have some certificate that they passed the exam in SEO or PPC and um, that they know not only marketing, we have also tools, uh, well, courses on SEMrush. And a lot of, for example, a lot of uh, agencies, they require uh, the knowledge of the tools. So they would have the certificate. Um, yeah. So it's not yeah. only the benefit of uh, learning the tool, the but uh, yeah. yeah, proving that you're worthy for the job that you're applying if you're, uh, if you want to change something in your career. That's cool. So as the head of global marketing for a world-renowned company, I'm sure you have a lot of direct reports to you. And you have risen to this position within the ranks of SEMrush. What is the most important career advice you can give to someone who's a project manager today in a company like SEMrush, but has a yearning to lead and be in a C-level executive role? Um, uh, there is a lot of, there's difference. So there's uh, a marketer in me and then there's a leader in me. So if uh, there's a leadership advice, I would say evolution is better than revolution. Um, mm, evolution is so, better than revolution. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that uh, for now on. <laughs> I'm writing this down right now. Evolution is better than revolution. Okay, got it. And, uh, well, that's just, uh, um, when every job I'm assigned, I am uh, not assuming that I am the smartest one, but I'd rather take it slower and, um, yeah, I'd not change everything drastically for people. Um, so that's, that's it. And, uh, also the, well, that's my personal, uh, strength. That's lack of fear. Um, so I think if it's in my head, that's already possible. And um, I believe that that's what got me also to uh, creative marketing um, campaigns and um, then challenging my team um, because I will, my team likes to work with me uh, for this reason that I push their boundaries and there's something that they haven't um, thought of and I could um, give them as a, as a campaign or as an assignment. So um, yeah, um, just, uh, don't be afraid to even imagine um, different things. And uh, a lack of fear also should be, well, in your job, like let's say yes, if you even if you're afraid, if you're doubting yourself, um, I said yes. And, um, and or if, well, why not? Um, so I, um, I recently um, did an exercise of um, writing 100 what if, um, it's not for the work, but it's just what if, and then, um, some like, what if I jump out of the parent, well, out of the plane, kind of like a five what y if, analysis type of thing, right? Uh, no, it's Whoop. just, uh, it, it's just, I thought that, okay, there's a, what, what if I would, uh, like, I, uh, I wonder how the person having this would feel. And this is something oh, okay. that just pushes, uh, my, well, I, that might not be something that I have in life right now. Or like, what if, I wonder how the person opening um, $10,000 bottle of champagne feels. This is, this, well, it could be in, in, in job related, it could be a simple Personal, example. Yeah. Like, yes. So uh, this is just one, when you write down hundred what ifs, uh, then you just really need to push and be creative. And um, that's where my imagination really starts to flow also for work, because 
if I already thought that, okay, well, there's, it's, it's a bit possibility in someone's life. Like why is not a possibility in mine? And, um, yeah, it's the same for, it's the same for marketing. It's, uh, like what, what if, like, what if we do this and, um, it might be scary, but, uh, if that's already in, in, in the head, then, uh, it's how, well, it's a tiny step to the execution. Right. Do you believe it? So once you have the what ifs and you establish that, there's no going back. You you just go for it, right? Yeah, we had a well, a, um, a 24 hour uh, nonstop conference um, last year, going from 24 four... hour nonstop. Yes. Yeah. Whose idea was um, that? Dear Lord, I can't. Yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was. Uh, I just. I just thought, what, what if? What if we do it? And uh, yeah, so I thought that we Curfew need to do it. Curfew would be falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we had it um, in different locations. So we started in Sydney, then uh, handed over to London, then London handed yeah. over to New York, and New York handed over to LA, and then all of the studios broadcasted for six hours, That's roughly. Cool. And um, yeah, so that is um, that is was a perfect example for me. What if? Because that was a scary campaign even to think about and then we just made it uh, happen That's so cool. yeah last question olga before you play before you play my game with me all yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> as leader of your organization what's the most important or the one thing you try to accomplish every day within your culture um we're acceptance acceptance and patience i think all right i like that <laughs> patience is a good one yeah so yeah ex ex expand on that um, I always try to see someone else's decisions. Um, if I don't understand them, then I just assume that I, uh, don't have the right information. So I don't, I don't understand, assume that they're wrong. Uh, I just think that they look at it from different perspective. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when you work for a global organization or corporation, then you just, uh, there is a lot of information that you miss and then someone else has, and, uh, the decisions are not bad. Then they just, uh, taken within this, um, details that the person knows. Um, and if I wouldn't be patient and I wouldn't try to uh, understand, then there would be a lot of unnecessary conflicts. Yes. So, and that, that also with that, I practice acceptance because this is some, some things that I might not be able to understand some things I might miss. So I just, um, accept it and that make, keeps me sane and yeah. positive. Great advice. I like that. I like that. So I've, Olga, I've truly loved having you on, uh, but now it's time to play. Let's get to know Olga personally. I'm going to ask uh -huh. you 10 questions rapidly. And you have to answer as fast as you can. So are you ready to do this? Okay, let's are do it. Are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> Don't that was nervous. the first question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the first question. That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, okay, you're, are you, here we go. Ready? Who is your celebrity crush? Leonardo DiCaprio. I've got 10 bucks in my pocket. I have nothing to offer you. And I know how the world works. Really? Why is that? Yes. I don't you're know. Not, you're not I, one of those. Uh, what's what that? Since Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Oh I'm Titanic, god, so. I hate that movie. <laughs> no offense. He, yeah, he. I mean, he was great in the movie. I just hate that movie. Yeah, I knew what the ending was gonna be, so I was like, oh, whatever. The boat's gonna sink. We all know that. So, no. <laughs> uh, Trump and Putin, friends or foe? Uh oh. 
I might be in trouble on that one. <laughs> I have zero opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Talk from where you're sitting, you probably shouldn't answer that. Um, <laughs> when you kill the worm, what is your go-to food? Ah, okay. I I don't know that. Yeah, that's not a quick answer that I gave you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not at all. <laughs> I just speak English more than I speak. Uh, apple. App an apple. So you just love apples. No, that's the first thing that came up to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already answered this one. Beard, you said yes, so I'll yes. skip that one. Favorite musician or band? Uh, Tchaikovsky. Really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Rocky Four, really good movie, overhyped Cold War fantasy propaganda by the United States. A good movie. I, I, well, I uh, ran up the steps in Philly, so I think. Did it's you a really? Good movie. Did you get up yeah. there and do the little Rocky dance and everything? And not, I just ran up. Just, oh, darn it. <laughs> Who's the messiest person you know? Myself. Are you really that messy? Uh, um, yes, my mom would say so. <laughs> what is your signature dance move? Um, when I, I can, I well, I I would show you now, but uh, yeah. So this is uh, when I just uh, move my hands uh, like in circles. I don't yeah. know how to. That's your signature dance move. <laughs> um, yeah, when I do it in the car. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Last question. Favorite podcast? With the beard guy. Hashtag does the beard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, marketing agility is a good one. I like marketing it. agility? Yeah, I like agile marketing. We practice it, so I listen to that one. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, yes, I uh, do. I listen to books more. Um okay. Yeah, and um, in terms of podcasts, uh, we do have our own, but well, and that I uh, well, that's an obligation for me to listen it once. Um, right. Uh, but other than that, I'd say um, well, Nathan Latka has also a good one, okay. um, and uh, I like the Rise podcast by Rachel Hollis. So that's uh, that's the um, that's one that's the ones I uh, I try to listen to, but audio audible is where I go every day. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, Olga, this has been an extremely fun, but yet highly informative show. And as I thought, <laughs> you've been an amazing and dynamic guest. And thanks for playing along. Uh, I'm thrilled that you are our first guest from Russia. I just hope that they don't ban hashtag biz with beard after listening to this. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, I, I have done some research on you. And I knew you would be, you'd bring a lot of depth and knowledge with you today. And I appreciate you sticking out uh, so late with me. Um, promise me that you will come back on, and if you are ever here in the U.S., we you have to meet up for a vodka, right? Is, is, is that the? I yeah for water or tea or, water or coffee. Tea. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I saw that going differently in my mind. But uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in the U.S. when okay. I'm not in lockdown. I just happen to be in Russia when it happened. But yeah, we well, we it's a U.S. Com U.S. based company, so. All right. Well, ever down in Atlanta? Hook, look me up. Yes, I will be in Boston, but maybe in All Atlanta. Right. <laughs> Thank so, you so much. It was well, great hey, fun. I, 
Yeah. So before I start off, I want you to plug anything that, that you want to plug before we leave. So do you have any, you know, final thoughts or want to plug any something? Um, just stay safe and healthy. And uh, yeah, I hope that we'll be walking and enjoying the parks in the spring um, yes, anytime absolutely. soon. Yeah. Well, Olga Dranko, thank you again for coming on uh, to the hashtag Biz with a Beer podcast. Much love and success and automation to you. Um, I want to <laughs> remind everyone to subscribe to the show at anchor.fm slash bizwithbeer, then share it with your friends and also all your social media pages. Don't forget while you're on Anchor subscribing, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or help support the show, all you have to do is hit, li hit listener support and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. You can also contact me directly to be the title sponsor at curfee at acsexec.com. As always, I am grateful for all of our listeners who tune in on all the amazing podcast platforms out there, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many more. And there you have it, friends. Another show is in the books, but never fear. The beard will always be here. Until next time, same beard time, same beard channels. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with the Beard. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.